One mic. One mic. One mic. One mic. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. This is Dwight. I'm in the building with my daughter, Miss Daylin Jones. Hello, hello. Listen, I can be reached at uh, onemikedwightgmail.com. Onemikedwightgmail.com. Uh, a couple of things, Daylin, is uh, there was a few people who have listened to you on here and uh, they came in and said that you need your own podcast, so. Oh, wow. I was like, man, she ain't <laughs> shit without me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> you thought that was all. <laughs> when she gonna come out with her podcast? <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got some people. Uh, this one girl, she cried. She said she wished she had a, a relationship like we did. Wow. And, um, so anyways, uh, I Googled uh, father-daughter podcasts. And um, after going through the porn and everything, <laughs> you, are so, you are so goofy. I got distracted. <laughs> Anyways, you know, what did what popped up, Dad? Come on, come some on. weak ass shit. Seriously, wow. And you know, it was it was it was fathers with these little girls. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. You know, it was cute and it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, it was like the beginning of a father-daughter relationship. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you know, I'm always be your dad and you're always going to be my daughter. <laughs> yeah. You know, it seems like. It seems Years like, of the game. <laughs> like, it seems like, you know, when you father-daughter, you know, it's like, you 18, get out the house. Peace. <laughs> so, so I do think that we are the dopest duo podcast. Yeah. Uh you know, series or episodes that that's that's out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We got Hennessy, cocaine, <laughs> felonies. Oh my god. No, I'm just the only one. You, right. You had, I'm just you, you I'm had, with you with the Hennessy. Hold on. You had Teen Court. <laughs> <laughs> that too, you know. You had Teen Court. Nothing too crazy, but yeah. You know what though, for real? I think that I think that uh that, that Teen Court is probably uh, more, more, what I would say, justice than yeah. than, than any other court. Because <laughs> I mean, it was amongst your peers. You were you were judged amongst your peers. You know. Yeah. And um, and I think that uh, you know, these days, you know, you're not you're not judged amongst your peers. You can look at the the, the shit that's on there now, and you know, it's just kind of like you could be a brother up in there and have an all white jury and mm-hmm. jury, and you know, in all honesty, I think that uh, cause cause you you even in your jury, you had uh, uh, people who were convicted. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because I was one of them after I did that, um, after I got sentenced and all that stuff, I was one of the ones yeah. who volunteered to be there for other people, too. And so part of you is just kind of like, you know, <laughs> you want to throw the book at them, feel your pain, but then the other one is just like, nah, you know, somebody showed me leniency. So yeah. So so you're, you know, it, it's, it's a real judgment call. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was dope if you know any you know father-daughter episodes that are that's going to be doper than this one coming up you can uh, email me at one mike dwight that's one m-i-c-d-w-i-g-h-t at gmail.com <laughs> okay <laughs> so to get into this uh you really 
then it got hyped about the self-care thing. And I was going back and I mean, I was at work and I had a list of stuff, you know what I'm saying? That, that had to do with self-care. You know, I was writing it down at work and, you know, some of that stuff was, you know, talking about, you know, self-care is not spoiling yourself. It's not going to the spa. It's not, you know, drinking your Hennessy and, and, and doing all that shit, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. Self-care is, you know, it has to do with a lot of self-discipline and it has to do with, yes. you know. Yes, um, that's what I'm yeah. trying to, because that's literally where I'm at. I need to learn how to actually discipline myself and actually, like, do things that benefit myself in, in my life right now, you know? like. Yeah. It's cool to do those things, but you also have to learn the balance of doing things that benefit yourself for the future or whatever the case may be. No, that's a great part yeah. of it because what you are doing is you are investing in your future. So so the things that, you know, I have implemented in my life, you know, it's not it, the, the payoff isn't isn't immediately. Uh, so, but the reward comes, you know, <laughs> and, and it's, it's like when you do things that are bad and you get that instant gratification, mm-hmm. well, what happens later? You end up broke, you end up addicted, you end up. So, so what you have to do is you have to understand that the things that you're going to do, that's going to help you in the benefit, uh, in the future, you got to start enjoying those things now. You know what I mean? You got you got you got to start to fall in love with the actual process, the actual pain yeah. that you're going through. Yeah. Now I have <laughs> concrete things for you and the listeners to do, and it has to do with ten years ago when I got sober. Uh, it was just the first start of everything, and for a lot of people, you know, I've talked to them about you know doing the twelve steps and everything like that, and the mm-hmm. first thing out of their mouth was what. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm not an addict. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. You can still do the 12 steps, though. Exactly. It's not. So it's just kind of like I think about like when, you know, Kobe Bryant had, had an ankle injury and he learned how to tap dance because tap dancers have, you know, great ankles and they have to rely on that. Wow. I think about like, you know, learning how to do sales from hostage, hostage negotiators. You know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of like where wow. you get, yeah, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> where you get your information from, you can implement to your life and you want the best of the best, you know? So mm-hmm. it's like, if you have a 300 pound, you know, football lineman that takes uh ballet lessons so he can be light on his toes and agile, yes! that doesn't make him a okay. ballerina that makes him, <laughs> you know, you want the best of the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, another example, um, if I'm a marathon runner and I don't know how to swim, mm-hmm. I'm going to go to a deep diver, not to, to get into the pool, but to learn breathing techniques and lung capacity. Yeah. So these 12 steps are from, you know, the big book and AA and everything, but it's something, something that I've implemented in my life throughout for every situation. Okay. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely been like, <sighs> okay, so when you learned that you were an addict and you were addicted to being addicted, I feel like you definitely applied the 12 steps in everything you've done. Like, that's one of the lessons you taught me as soon as you learned it for yourself, I believe. So, 
Yeah. So we're going to go into deep detail about this. And since I got it written down, you can stop me whenever. Okay. You know, yeah, let's go ahead and jump in. Uh, the first one, step one, is we admit we are powerless over said addiction, whether it be uh, this relationship, uh, an abusive relationship, our phones. Um, you know, when you think about people who are walking around with their phones from room to room, mm -hmm. if that was a bottle, you know, that's a problem. Yeah. You know, if you can't leave or, well, I need my phone for, you know, this. And yes, your phone has all these technologies and everything like that. But um, even, you know, I'm, I, I binge watch Netflix and all this other stuff. I'm not calling anybody out. What okay. I'm saying is, is that <laughs> if you think about where your time and your energy could be spent making your life better, this is all this is about. So, you know, you know, if you have a problem with blowing money, if you say that you're a work workaholic and it's affecting your life, you know, with your family and everything, um, if you have body image issues, mm -hmm. you know, you have to admit that you are powerless over this situation that's holding you back from being a better you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree. Yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I know I'm just listening to what you're saying and I'm trying to like imagine me well, like right now yeah. I'm not even going. I just, mm -hmm. okay. So I didn't come in here without my phone. Usually yeah. I'd be in here with my phone. Even if it is off, I'd have it like right set up on the desk or right. whatever. And it's just sitting there so I can see it. So <laughs> I feel like, okay, like, you know, one step at a time. But yeah. that's just what we're going through is the first step. So. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> and that's the thing. It's just kind of like, here. here's the thing. You know, when you first hear this, depending on, you know, where you are, you know, you could be like, well, that's not a problem. Or that's the, I just gave you examples. Yeah. And all we're talking about is wanting to go to the next level. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if your phone's not a problem, then I'm not talking about your phone. Yeah. Um, if you're in a relationship, not you personally, but if you're in a relationship and you, you think this person is good for you and everything like that, then keep going. You know, but what I'm saying is, is that, you know, with me, you know, I always look for things to make me better. I don't look for things to make me comfortable. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I like being comfortable, but yeah, well, no. Let me let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Was Martin Luther King comfortable? Not at Was all. Was Mother Teresa comfortable? No. You cannot be great and comfortable. So anytime that you are ready to go to that next level and be great, then you have to let go of the comfort. Right. So, so yeah, if you're fine being comfortable. <laughs> and that's just the thing, too, because it's just kind of like I've talked to people who say they just want to make enough money so they're comfortable. And I'm like, if you are a willing, able body, you should make as much money as possible. You can live, yeah. you know, like, like you know, <laughs> you want to make 80000 you know. But if you can make $2 million, fucking make $2 million. What are you holding back for? You know? Mm. And so that's just the thing. So it's like, like I said, this is about going to the next level. This is not about, you know, just staying where you are. Because uh, after this, you have no choice but to go to the next level. So once you can admit that, you know, you are powerless to alcohol, drugs, porn, um, social media, whatever like that, <laughs> you know, 
you have to admit that. Uh, step two is come to believe that a power greater than ourselves can restore us to sanity. That right there is whatever you decide your God will be. That's it doesn't have to be exact. Um, it doesn't have to be perfect at this point because this is only step two. So if you think about the relationship where you just meet somebody, you're not going to know everything about them. Yeah. You get to know them. Mm -hmm. So you get to know your God, but you have got to have a God. You've got to have a, a higher power at this point. That reminds me of whenever, um, I don't know, I was younger for sure. And <laughs> you were just like, I like the fact that you go to church because you have some type of moral compass some yeah. type of like right and wrong balance right. yeah um because during that time i dated a couple of girls who um for whatever reason uh didn't you know let their child go and and, and go and experience that and i think that with church it it, it provides a community it provides uh, you know a support and if anything, like I said, it's a moral compass. So mm -hmm. it's like if it's something that you don't want to do, you can base it on that. If it's something that you do want to do, you can base it on that. But if you have <laughs> nothing, you know, yeah. and you're just suspended in air, then you just you, you have nothing to to compare it to. So so, you know, I went to church when I was young and, um, you know, for for whatever reason, you know, I had stopped going, but it wasn't because I was mad at God. Right. It, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm just trying to know more yes. about what I'm going through, about what you may or may not agree with, with, with what I'm doing. Like, I don't want to feel bad about being curious. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so that's the thing. It's like, you know, whether you have God, Allah, Yahweh, the universe, mm -hmm. a higher power, Jesus, mm -hmm. this is the point where you have got to find a higher power of your understanding. Yeah. All right. Simple enough. Uh, and then here's the thing that's so funny is like, you know, if if somebody's atheist to even deny God is acknowledgement of God. <laughs> yeah. That's the funny thing, because usually most atheist people, something tragic's happened in their life, you know, whether they lost their kid or their mom was abusive or something mm -hmm. like that. So their question is always, well, if there's a God, then why did this happen to me? And blah, 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 blah. And it's like, God is not made to make your life perfect. You know what I'm okay. saying? Exactly. I don't know where that was told, you know, but it wasn't told to the slaves. Yeah. You know what okay. I'm saying? Exactly. So, so, but to sit here and survive the boat trip, to survive the whippings, to survive you know, all of those things wow. and to, and to, to, you know, to live just like I've told some of my family members, mm -hmm. the same God that, that got my grandmother through her times in Mississippi is not the same God that's getting me, you know, real properties. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. I agree. Cause God is everything. And I'm not going to go, you know, serving on the mound on you or anything like that. <laughs> but I just find it, I just find it funny that, you know, if I sit here and I said, you know, I don't like Lil Wayne as a rapper. Well, I just acknowledge Lil Wayne and I just acknowledge him in the rap category. Exactly. So, so if you sit here and you say, uh, I don't want God in my life. God is going to say, okay, you know, that's the acknowledgement. So God, you know, will... I think of it like a father, you know, if you said, dad, I don't want you in my life, 
and I said, okay, I'm still going to be peeking around the corner at you. I'm still going to be showing up to a lot of your events. You may not see me, but I'm still going to be there. That is God. Wow. I agree. <laughs> I agree. You know, you want to pedal the bike, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and when you fall down and skin your knee, I'm not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> right. Exactly. You're going to heal. Those are, there's going to be scars. You're going to get back up. There's going to be lessons learned. Mm-hmm. That's all because of God. And if you don't want to sit here and give God that, that recognition, guess what? That's okay. However, if you want to go to the next level, if you want to drop the things, you, you want to quit smoking cigarettes, you want to, you know, and I mean, yes, you can do all this stuff cold turkey. You yeah. can do it with Will. But why? Why would you want to put your body and your mind and your spirit through so much stress when you can just give it to God of your understanding? So that's what I'm saying. This is next level shit. This is not, you know, hey, you know, let's, no. This is how to to thrive, not survive. Willpower is to survive. To thrive is to give to God. So number three, make a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God of our understanding. So that's why you have to have a God. Because what I did whenever I got sober or whenever I was trying to get sober, I turned my alcoholism over to God. I was like, God, you know, deal with this. Thing. As a matter of fact, that was what I said. If there is a God, take this alcoholism, you know, okay. test it, you know, and don't sit here and be, you know, ignorant with it and say, well, if there's a God, give me a million dollars. But here's the thing, though. It's all about the word. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. God will lead you towards a million dollars. But if you don't go towards it, if God gives you a dollar, you'd be like, man, what the hell is this? You ain't counting your blessings. It's not going to happen. If you sit here and you go through a YouTube thing and you see Donald Trump on on there talking about a million dollars, you're like, man, fuck Donald Trump. Well, then you're just passing up on each of these opportunities because you're still trying to play God. You're still trying to be in control. So then you have to go back to number two, come to believe. That there is a power. You have to truly believe these steps 100% in order to go to 100% of the next level. That's like you said about faith. That is exactly what you said about faith. Faith is persistence. (laughs) Yeah. That's what faith is. So anyways, once again, if if you're in an abusive relationship and you're like, well, I believe in God, you know, and I still keep getting my ass beat. Then ask God, what lesson am I supposed to learn here? Mm -hmm. Why does this keep happening? That's when you start opening up your communication with the higher power of your understanding. No, I'm just... I told you, man, I got a lot. And I'm just saying, you know, if you have any questions, it's... But like I said, I've just been sitting here and uh, I wrote it all down at work. And then when I got home, I couldn't wait to, you know, put it down, you know, on my notepad. Because this... You, you brought this out. You know what I'm saying? You're, you, <laughs> as much as I inspire you, you inspire me. That's how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. So whenever you have an excuse and, you know, it's just kind of like, it's not my fault, you know. Well, that, and that's the time to put it on God then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. It ain't my fault I'm broke. You know what I'm saying? 
I just keep on spending this money on Hennessy and cocaine. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Well, then if God takes away the Hennessy and cocaine, you can't be mad. Mm, See what I'm saying? Yeah. If you end up with, you know, uh, cartilage from your nose fucked up and, and liver damage, that's God saying, hey, put the cocaine and Hennessy down then. Wow. Since you don't want to listen, or since you don't want to do it on your own. <laughs> that's why I say you have to make a decision before the universe does. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I'm just sitting here and thinking, I don't know. It just makes me. You're connecting the dots. Exactly. I feel like, oh, I said this before, but I feel like it's a reflection. I'm not calling myself out, but I definitely am. That's why I'm just sitting here quiet. I'm like, oh, wow. Like each step and situation that you're bringing up, I'm like, I definitely relate. I'm going through something like that or. And that's kind of the whole point why, because I could have done this by myself. But mm-hmm. That's kind of the whole point, because I want somebody here to be this voice of, of not denial, but just to sit here and say, Acknowledgement. Yeah, acknowledgement. Because (laughs) if I sit here and I go through this, you know, everybody, you know, like I said, I'll get emails every once in a while and they'll miss something and it's a question that you could ask or it's a situation that you may bring up or something that can relate. So it just makes it so much easier. But um, this actually helped me, you know, the the excuses, you know, actually helped me uh, form a better relationship with my God. Mm Mm-hmm. Because for everything that I went through, I was like, my God has to have a sense of humor. You know what I mean? Because there's been some. <laughs> it's like it's like you know, all right, you know, we gonna we gonna do this. Then you know, it's so so, and that reflects right. Yeah, that reflects personality because as serious as I can be, some things depending on the time, even in serious situations, you just have to laugh at it. Yeah, you're not a dragging a dragging type of person. No. You got to get through it. So, all right. So then, this is where you start actually putting pen to paper. Um, make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So, what that means is, you know, you write down unedited, raw, mm. uncensored, all the fucked up shit you've done. See, and that's where, (laughs) and that's where it is. I feel like we were building up to this and now that we're here, it's like, how do you sit there and face yourself? How are you able to just put it all out there? Like, well, you have to go with feeling that's where, see, that's what I'm saying. That, that there's a time and place. Well, Well, uh, no, actually what what it is, what, what it is, I guess, of course there's a time and place. But where I go back to see what I really done that was fucked up is I go by my emotions of this made me feel guilty. I felt shame for this. I actually got drunk because of this. So, you know, I, wow. I, I, I put together my <laughs> actions, you know, and my emotions and, and clearly why. So once, you know, once again, you know, if you're still in denial about, you know, holding responsibility and you say, well, you know, I got fucked up because, you know, my uncle did this to me. Well, then write down, you know, what you did. You know, did you just get drunk? Did you go out there and sleep with a whole bunch of people? You know, this is what you start writing down. And it's all about you because this is the person that you're going to be responsible for. 
You can't mm-hmm. be responsible for your uncle. You can't be responsible for your boyfriend. You can't be responsible for me. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, well, because of you, dad, I did this. And because, no, no, no. What did you do? And it doesn't matter in response to. It's about your actions and the actions that you want to stop doing because you can't stop anybody else from what they did or what they're doing. So in the 12 steps, that would be what accepting what you control, Lord. No, I'm thinking of the serenity prayer. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Okay. But, um, <laughs> but no, this is when you write down, you know, and here's the thing for me. The way that I felt was I wrote down so much stuff, whether it was relevant or not, because I felt like if I put it down on paper, that's going to erase it. That's going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So, and here's the thing too, you know, like I said, you spark an idea in me and then I'll be at work and I'll get inspired. So that'll be, so you're, you're sitting here thinking of the fucked up shit that you did. Well, then you go about your day and you're like, oh yeah. And so then you got to write that down too. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's like everything that you're putting on there, just think of that as like ammunition to make you better. So if you're like, you know what? I really didn't do anything that bad. You know, I mean, it was it was the rest of the world. Well, you're going into the rest of the world with no fucking ammo. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because somebody's going to say, well, who the fuck are you? And you're going to be like, oh, well, I'm clean. I'm an angel. Mm-hmm. And you won't be able to relate to anybody. And ain't nobody going to believe you. Yeah. And then you're going to be solo. Mm-hmm. So you have to think of all the fucked up shit that you've done, not for the reasons why you've done them, but just this is a, you know, I I, I spray painted, you know, this. I, I broke into a car with that. I cheated on so-and-so. You know, I'm, I'm putting all that shit out there. Not for everybody to see, but, you know, to, to cleanse myself, to get it out of me. Because mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. That's what I told you the other day. I was like, man, you're holding on to something. And it's like, I don't want to know, but you're holding on to something. <laughs> and you can tell when people are holding on to stuff because their breathing gets tight. Um, you know, just all this stuff. They're not free. Yeah. And so, um, and also, that's what makes people hesitant to go to the next level because they're like, oh, well, if somebody finds out about this, then, you know, and you can't even, you can't even give yourself to you you cannot progress unless you put all of this stuff down that's how serious and how fearless fearless you see what i'm saying it's Mm -hmm. in the 12 steps make a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves so leave no stone unturned you know um like i said you know there's (laughs) things that you may have forgotten but it'll come back to you because once you open up that can of worms man it just starts pouring out. Mm-hmm. And one thing, because if you do not clear out everything, that one thing that you even know about, you may have forgot, but it's that deepest, darkest thing. It will mutate and it will fill up the space of everything else that you cleared out. So if you leave that one thing, that one thing is going to mold and manifest into something deeper and darker And that will trigger a stronger relapse. So if you start this, you have to continue it. You can't just sit here and knowingly go to the next step Mm -hmm. without completing this. And that's the thing. If you're sitting here going up steps, 
You can't sit here and just be like, well, I'm going to take this first step and then I'm going to go to spiritual enlightenment and then I'll come back, you know, when everything else. You don't go up a ladder like that. Try to go up a ladder from the first step to the fifth step. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. You're going to plant your ass. So, so these have to be done in order like this, step for step, 100% every time. And like I said, this is something that you apply in your life so it's ongoing. Yeah. Are you ready for number five? Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. I'm, laughs> I am ready for number five. Admit to God, God of your understanding, to yourself, to ourselves, and to another human being, the exact nature of our wrongs. So you have that list that you did. Mm-hmm. You have to take that list. And of course, you read it to yourself in the mirror, whatever. Look at yourself, own it, make sure that it's done and everything. And then you have to go to somebody and admit it to them. Of course, you do not go to a family member. Do not go to a friend. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, who do I go to? That's where it's nice that I had meetings I could go to. Mm -hmm. Um, You could go to church. Uh, This is forcing you to, to go out and go to somebody who is in the same situation that you're in. And so that's why it helps to have this moral inventory because you don't want to out-fuck somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, so it's like, if you're pretty fucked up, you need to go to someone who's in recovery. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and they're pretty fucked up too. And you have to admit to them. And they should be willing to admit some of the stuff to you to make you comfortable. My sponsor, um, I wanted to do mine without knowing his because if I knew his, I might sit in judgment and be scared to do mine. Mm -hmm. Or it might be a competition. I don't know. But I unknowingly spoke to a stranger. I mean, he was my sponsor, but, you know, I unknowingly, you know, spoke to him about all my fucked up shit. You know, it's good to do that with a stranger because, like I said, you know, this is someone that you're seeing based on this. It's not based on, you know, uh, posting on Facebook or them telling, uh, you know, their lover, their partner <laughs> or this going around. Yeah. This is this is something. So this is how serious it is. But this is how you go to the next level. This is how you release. So you admit to God. So you got to say this three times to God, to yourself and to another human being. That's what makes it true. Wow. And, and a lot of times I'll do that now with certain people and certain things, you know, it's just like, if they say it, I'll be like, all right, that's three times. And they won't even realize it, but I'm like, it's real now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's why it helps to be a part of some type of community or to join a community. Um, but like I said, I think that, you know, a, uh, a pastor, or somebody like that would be good to, you know, express this to. Or even a therapist, you know, whatever. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, well, then say it then. You're part <laughs> oh, of this too. I'm so sorry. Yeah, you're a part of this. <laughs> but yeah, I'm over here sitting like, yeah, maybe I probably should get a therapist. Like, just sitting here thinking, I'm like, that would definitely be something that I'm interested in. Just to 
talk and get this thing off my chest. I was talking last night to a friend and she was just like, I've been holding on so much. I haven't been sleeping, tossing and turning. And then she said, um, I got in contact with my old therapist and I just let everything out and I had the perfect night's sleep. I just went to sleep. I was so, so tired. She went to bed at like eight o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she was just asleep. Peacefully, and, it, and the thing it of it is, so much on you. Is that if you go to a friend with that, <laughs> then that's dumping. You know what I mean? You don't want to exactly. Dump that shit on and I don't. Oh right. my gosh, yeah. people do that all the time. Like I understand that people have their own situations to go through. Oh my gosh, I was just talking about this. This is so crazy. Oh my gosh, because I was just like, you know, do therapists have therapists? But then at first it started with me going to my friends and I was like, I don't want to go to my friends because they're fucked up too. Like they got their own situation going on and stuff like that. And sometimes it does feel good. Sometimes you feel like somebody understands you. Well, you don't want to feel alone. Exactly. That's the only reason because other than that, (laughs) you know, you're going to someone who doesn't understand your past who doesn't understand uh, any mental behaviors that you may or may not have. (laughs) And then not only that, but your friendship is based on something that has nothing to do with all the stuff that you're about to dump on, on them. Like I said, um, you know, when all of a sudden you have said this before, you know, if, if all of a sudden you have somebody and you're like, well, you know, you're my friend, so you can't tell this secret, but <laughs> they run their mouths all the time. They're not going to stop running their mouths. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It's your fault for telling them the secret. You can't even keep the secret. You had to tell somebody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So it's like the only person that you can keep a secret with is the person that you're doing the dirt with and it's going to incriminate them as well. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> so you dump all this stuff on somebody, it's going to go out. Yeah. You know, so 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 to have a therapist or to have, you know, a uh confidant. Yeah, a sponsor. <laughs> yes, a sponsor, a sponsor. You know? Um, because even your 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 uh your lover or your spouse can be a confidant, but still they don't yeah, they don't need yeah. to know that part of you. They just need to know the results. Exactly. yes, exactly. So whenever, you know, <laughs> You know, I, I do believe that, you know, your partner can be your best friend and everything like that. But for me, that can't happen because I've been through too much. And so to dump that much weight, not to sit here and say, because this is different than a sponsor. But it can almost be traumatic to people if they don't like, especially like. They're not trained for that. Exactly. So if you yeah. came at me with everything is just like oh whoa like i didn't know or just what can i do to help you but then that's where i and the point of it is is that the the the, everything that you had been through had brought you to that person that's all that matters yes not Not about fixing it i don't need you to come in and fix my problems exactly i don't need you to come in and clean up and all that stuff i'm doing that and then their reaction is based on what they've been through so if they had gone yes, through something exactly and then you're telling them what you had done exactly you could be seen as the villain because mm-hmm. so yeah so sometimes it can be traumatic right. so going to a therapist going to somebody who is a sponsor or anything like that um in that type of sense they've been through something that prepared them mentally to take on what you're going through. That's why I tell people, like, I literally was just talking about this. Like, even if it seems like 
if it's something big to you, then just consider it being something big to your friend. So before you just dump that onto them, make sure somebody can can handle that, can give you what Key the word, support you need. Key word is training. Exactly. Training. Exactly. That's what that's what they're there for. That's mm-hmm. what they're there for. Um, you know, it's just kind of like whenever uh, I had those free sessions, you know, I could have went, but it was just like for me or my family. And I was just like, you know, you go, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, it was definitely um, nice. And that was, that, that <laughs> had a lot to do with because I had, uh, counselors and I had, you know, things that I had gone through with, with my AA, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I could have went and I could have probably, you know. Well, no, I definitely could have benefited from it, but I wanted you to be exposed to expressing yourself towards a stranger. Yeah. You know, and realizing that the consequences are not as great as exposing because you see on Facebook how people just put their business out there <laughs> and it's just like, oh my holy God. shit, man. And then yeah. getting mad when people react the Why way that they do. My business? Yeah. Why do you know what you know? Yeah. Why do you know what I said? You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, tell i can tell who journals and and who meditates just by going through their facebook and everything Mm -hmm. because they 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 go just basically off emotion there's no there's no pause there's no thought it's just i'm putting these feelings down out here for everybody to see and you know that's that is just so uh unresponsible to once again we're talking about self-love Mm-hmm. And you're doing yourself wrong because you wouldn't put anybody else's business out there. So why are you putting your business out there? I think it's crazy how everybody sees vulnerability as a weakness, but they always put themselves in a vulnerable position. That's just what. Well, made once me again, think it's of. about. I mean, and yeah. it's not. It's okay to put yourself in a vulnerable yes. position. That's what. Okay, so that just came off. As no, super no, no, no. You're absolutely right. No, 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 no. You're, you're right. It's because, okay to be vulnerable, but you don't. It's levels to it. We're, 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 we're talking about the difference between being vulnerable and dumping. That's yes. basically it. Okay. That's basically it. And people dump on Facebook. You dump on your friends. Yes. And then, you know, even when I'm talking to people, um, they're like, you know, wait, 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 let me explain this. You know, let me explain from the beginning. That way you have an understanding. And it's like, nah, man, I'm not going to listen to all this shit. No. Okay. Dad, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yo, wrap it up, bitch. You know, that is so you. <laughs> I remember trying to tell you stories when I was younger. And you're like, no, wait. It don't matter. Black or white, it don't matter. Just tell me what happened. And I'm like, no, wait. Let me tell you the beginning, Dad. The beginning. You're like, no, wait. <laughs> Just skip fast forward. I'm like, this is not a movie. <laughs> This is my life. <laughs> exactly. I am in middle school. Uh, I am in middle school. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It's happy hour. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Number six. <laughs> Number six. We're entirely ready to give or to have God remove all these defects from our character. This is where your friends may disappear. This is like where you start pouring out the liquor, so to speak. You stop hollering at your plug. Um, you realize all the things that you have done that's fucked up and the reasons why. Uh, you start deleting apps from your phone. You know, those those triggers from, from Instagram and all these things. You stop... Uh, make you start making conscious efforts not to stalk your ex and not to uh, get caught up in all the hype. This is where the lifestyle begins to change. Now, you know the thing about you losing friends is that you know once again, if I am calling myself sober Dwight and people are calling me addict Dwight, I'm not answering to that anymore. So, you know, if your friends understand that, and what I mean by that is that, you know, they don't treat it like this is a gimmick. Like, oh, this motherfucker just, man, she'll be back and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, oh, well, you know, she's a sex addict. Let me send her some dick pics. Let me send her, <laughs> you know, let me send her this, you know, well, they, they try to break you. You know, it's like yeah. almost a challenge. And to me, that's so disrespectful. When somebody's trying to do something, yes, you're going to be tested in life. That's a part of it. Mm -hmm. But when you're tested by the people who care about you the most and your support system, they got to go. So, mm, okay. So I said I was hanging out with my cousin earlier today. So whenever you and your cousin <laughs> um, went through, y'all were really, really tight. Yeah. And... Basically, what I'm trying to ask is, without him going and being in the situation that he was in, do you think it would have been so easy to let go? Because I know whenever he got out and all that stuff, you... We got back together. And... Yeah, yeah, and I understand, like... Well, part of you wants to bring them up. You know, it's like, look what I've learned while you've been gone. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want to go down this route. But the thing of it is, is that um, we're only on step six. Yeah. So Whoa. you still <laughs> have you still have more to complete. So you really can't help anybody. Mm -hmm. This is when the selfish comes in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so how how do you handle a situation like that? How do you? Be like, okay, I'm not that Dwight I was anymore, or I'm not gonna. How do you be selfish? How do you be selfish in that situation? When you're 100% with this, mm. um, you start to repel people that don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, and you start to attract people that are a part of it. You start finding inspirational people in your life and you actually start gravitating towards them to, to find the way. And then the people that, because you know, uh, Mike Duran Bart, <laughs> the, despite what I've been through, <laughs> I'm quitting weed this week. Oh, okay. <laughs> now nah, I'm back on it. <laughs> I'm quitting bitches this week. <laughs> you know, whatever I decide to do, they, they didn't push it on me. You know what I mean? They let me figure it out. Yeah. They didn't try to stop. 
you know, if, mm-hmm. if they wanted to do it, they did their thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was up to me, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not up to them. So if I felt like I can't hang out with them while they're drinking, then I can't hang out. I can't make them stop drinking, Yeah. but I can't hang out with them. And I'll tell them that, Okay. you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, man, I want to hang out with y'all, but you know, it's been a stressful week and, uh, yeah, it's not happening. And also, when I would hang out with them and they'd be drinking, I'd be cool. But then I better get my ass to a meeting the next day, whether I feel like it or not. I made that promise. So that's when you start making promises to yourself. You start listening to that inner voice that says, you know, yeah, you can hang out with them. But what are you going to do? You know, because you know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so uh, and it's just like it's just like with, with Bart, you know, Bart's married. And here I am, a sex addict. So, of course, his wife didn't want him hanging out with me. And I'm like, you ain't got to worry about that. I want all this pussy. <laughs> Bart ain't getting shit. <laughs> this is all me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Do not worry about Bart. <laughs> he cool. He's Matter of fact, what's up with you? No. <laughs> oh, my God. You all curious about the wife? <laughs> Dude, you want to check on him? <laughs> Oh, Bart ain't here. I just got out the shot. No, see, see what I'm saying? See? See how my mind goes? Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So so that's the thing. It's like, you know, um, it's not as it's not as uh it's not as complicated as we make it. The main thing that you start learning is that you can't think for everybody else. So that's where the serenity prayer comes in. Okay. You see what I'm saying? You can't control. So you sit here thinking that you're gonna hurt somebody's feelings, they're like shit, nigga. That's more drink for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're like, man, you you know, you cool. But if you ain't drinking no more, then I'm going to drink the whole thing. Yeah. So so it's not really that <laughs> big of a deal. You know, I mean, that's the way that I felt whenever I was drinking and somebody didn't want to drink. I'm like, ah, oh, cool. More for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. I did my thing. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, after a while, yeah, you know, people who are getting drunk seem a little obnoxious. Yeah, people who are you know, always watching porn seem a little bit more uh, uh, less empathetic and, and more asshole. All these things you start noticing because you are clearing out your, your spirit. And so you're not attracted to that stuff. And so even though you don't want to hang out with that person, mm-hmm. you best believe that once you go past these 12 steps and they're asking for help, you're like, man, I've been waiting for this moment. So it's not like you're saying goodbye to them forever. But if it is forever, you better believe it's because they're either dead or in prison Mm. because where they're going and where you're going are two different ways. And that's not going to be the same person that you were hanging out with because you either grow or you die. Yeah. And so you see them and you come back after you finish these steps and they're dying and you see that and your heart aches. So you can't help that person until they ask for help. And this is after you have finished the 12 steps and you're a year clean from whatever thing that you're doing. Yeah. Cause you can't just immediately start going and help people while you're still a freshman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, so that's the thing. So you're hanging out with your cousin and, and you know, they're doing this stuff and you think that, you know, hanging out with them. No, you need to hang out with people who are better than you. That's what you need to do. And that's what you're going to start doing once you start, practicing these steps you're going to start hanging if you're trying to lose weight you're going to start hanging around people who are eating better who are uh who are uh you know going out to run 
you know, they, they explain those endorphins and that kick in shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and then all of a sudden, you know, when someone says they want to just Netflix and chill, you get antsy. You're like, you know what? I don't feel like doing that. I feel like going for a run. You want to go for a run? They're like, nah, I'm just going to hang out. And you're like, all right, that shit gets old. Yeah. And then, then they bring home some Popeyes and you're like, man, that shit stinks. Mm. You know, just, just, <laughs> you can eat it, but get it out of here. And then you kiss them and you're like, man, that shit, it's go brush your teeth. Mm. So you see, you start, you start repelling people who are still doing the old shit. Okay. And it just happens. And you know, and you don't feel bad, you know, cause you're like, I feel good when I run. I feel good when I eat right. You know, my spirit feels good. My emotions are in line. You know, when I, you know, I went ahead and I thought I was going to quote unquote, treat myself to a shake or some Hennessy or some Coke. And now, <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> and now I feel like shit. And it's so, it's, and I'm broke. <laughs> it's so funny how like extreme that got, but that's like so real. <laughs> like, yeah, man. It literally gets that real so yeah. fast. So, so step six, once again, that's where you entirely ready to give, you know, to have God remove all these defects from your character. And, you know, that's when you start throwing away the cigarette. Um, you start, you know, putting, you know, you know, like I said, uh, I, I, I make more effort to log on to Facebook now. It's, I don't have the app. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, you know, I don't post personal shit. I, I, uh, now, I'm not sitting there saying that I'm a Facebook addict, but what I'm saying is, is that the time that it took to respond, to argue with people over politics and shit, <laughs> that took away time that I could use to build my empire. Exactly. And then on not only that, but some of the some of the pages that I like were triggers for my sex addiction. Yeah. So that's when I started, you know, deleting certain stuff and started, you know, not being so involved because now once again, you know, I think Facebook is a great technology tool to promote things and to get shit out there and everything mm-hmm. like that. But that's why I think that you should have a separate account for things like that too. Yeah. Step seven. Humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings. So that would be things like, please remove my desire to lust. Uh, Please remove my anger. Please remove my compulsion to eat. Please remove my need to lie. Um, Please remove uh, me wanting to go back to this shitty relationship. Uh, Please remove my denial. Mm -hmm. You know, you ask God to remove all these character defects, but you got to remember that it's character defect. So once it's the defect, that's the problem, mm-hmm. not the character. So once you ask God to remove those character defects, uh, my sponsor at the time taught me to uh, ask to replace them. So it's yeah. like, you know, please remove my desires to lust and um, replace it with compassion and empathy. Please remove my anger and replace it with understanding and patience. Wow. So, because, you know, if you go by the steps, you know, it just says to humbly ask to remove these character defects. And once you do, because people think of it like, you know, like you're removing, like, like you're scraping off, you know, but actually what you're doing is you're digging in. Mm-hmm. And so if you leave that hole, it's, it can fill up with anything. It exactly. can fill, so, so that's another thing for relapse. So, so, um, so once again, you know, once you start, you know, uh, having the God of your understanding remove these character defects, 
uh, ask God for courage, ask God for strength, um, ask God for resilience and persistence. So is that why you're like, um, whenever we're talking about changing and stuff like that, you're just like, you have to have something to fill that void. Like, even if I stop drinking soda, Right. And I want to drink more water. Like right. I'm gonna miss that carbonation. I'm gonna miss that sugar. I need something to fill that void, or it's gonna be easier to go back. Oh, for sure. And and not only that, but it's like in that example itself, you need more than just water. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like 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 with me with porn, I can't sit here and say, oh well, I'm just gonna YouTube uh, self help videos. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like with porn, man. I need. A whole arsenal of shit because the thing of it is, <laughs> well, here's the thing, is that if you think about addiction, the, the key way to addiction is the least amount of effort for the highest amount of reward. Mm. And that's when you're hooked. You're like, man, I didn't have to do shit to feel this good. <laughs> you see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And so what's going to replace that except something that doesn't take that much effort that gives you so, so the thing of it is, is that with the least amount of effort and the highest reward. That is such a hard spike that the crash is even harder. Whereas when you do all these little things that build up the rewards, mm-hmm. they stay they stay a lot longer because you're you're developing character. So so that's why you have to have those things removed and then you have to have them replaced with so much more. But why would you, you know, have something bad removed or why would you not want to have something bad removed and replace it with as much good as possible okay and that goes into the whole for every what one thing you do the 10 is remembered yeah so then you want to do like 20 to replace (laughs) the 10 but it feels it's not necessarily about the number it's about the it's the mentality that you have to have in order so it's like if you're late for work one time and they catch you you have to at least be on time 10 times (laughs) in order to develop a character of being on time Mm -hmm. so if you know if if you're cooking and, you know, you burn something. If, if your job is a cook and you burn something and you fuck it up, you better have 10 dishes out there that are fucking dope as hell. And yeah. Then, so, 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 yeah, I, I do use that as far as like, and then, and then, you know what? I don't know if I told you this or not, but I also do the opposite too. Mm-hmm. If I'm on a roll of doing good, be like, hey, man, let me get one for the team. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go ahead and catch these chips in. Yes! <laughs> I'm going to catch these chips in. <laughs> yes! Treat yourself. Oh, my God. Line it up. Oh, my God. So, so yeah. It's about a balance. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so that's just the thing, though, is that, like I said, you know, my God has a sense of humor and, you know, she's over there and she's like, man, here he goes. <laughs> He gonna he gonna regret it because he's gonna end up fucking limp dick and broke, but you oh know. My God. <laughs> but you know, hey, he earned it. He earned he earned that shame. I knew it was coming. I knew yeah. it was coming. Yeah. And what Come did on. I t- hey, what did I tell you? Didn't didn't I tell you even when I do my budget? Oh stop! Dad, I was just talking about this last night. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> Why are we so extinct? Oh my gosh, I was because we're the dopest duo on this motherfucking podcast. <laughs> 
boom, 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 boom. Talk to him. Shit. What was you saying? But no, I literally was talking about a budget, and I was like, "Man, my dad's like he budgets everything." I was like, "I, I was like, don't judge it." But he even budge, budgets his drugs. It's his because I was like, "That's crazy," but that's so smart. And I was like, whenever he goes over budget, whenever he does something, he's like, "Okay, well, I gotta work this overtime. I gotta do this to get it back." Even though there's no such thing as extra money, that's right. just lost. Yep. But you know, you gotta come up somewhere. So you got to. yes, yeah. I'm like. Like how? Like yeah. I don't know. I was just okay. So I felt it too. <laughs> yeah. Like the last podcast or like the last visit, it was just like something was in the air, and I was yeah. just like riding on that high, and I was like, oh my gosh, like it's so crazy, like just everything, like how who thinks to budget everything <laughs> like that? Because you know me, I'm with right. the Zodiac signs and stuff like that. So right. I'm like, oh yeah, Virgos, they're over here planning everything and da, 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 da. But still, regardless of that, how do you even like, what makes you think, okay, I need a budget? Like for me, my weed or my right. alcohol, like right. what? Like, and cause I was thinking about my budget and I was like, damn, like I really need to do a budget, um, for this month for next year. Right. I'm like, I really need to do a budget because I want to at least start the year off with some type of idea of how much I got going in and coming out. Like I need to figure it out. And I was just like remembering the last time we did a budget and how embarrassed and <laughs> like, just, Oh I, my gosh, I spent this much money on eating. I mean, yeah. I spent this much money on going out and drinking and all that stuff. I was yeah. just like, Oh, but you, you know, know like, what that is? Yes. You need to, you need to feel that yeah. you need to realize that like, yeah, it's okay. But you know, you know, there's nowhere else to go. But think about up. it like this though. Mm-hmm. That is a fearless and moral inventory. Mm. Okay. See what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. That's a fearless and moral inventory <laughs> on black and white. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying. That this is you don't have to be an alcoholic to apply this to your life. Mm-hmm. A lot of the stuff that I was going through, uh, my mom had already taught me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I already had a belief in God. I already had, you know, I could admit that I was powerless to this stuff because, you know, of the situation that I was in. You know, so, um, so yeah, a budget, when you print out those statements, that's a fearless and moral inventory (laughs) because it's like, explain this, explain it. (laughs) Not to me, not to me, but to yourself. No, you have to face yourself. You have to face yourself. And that's so like, (laughs) just even saying it, I'm like, ooh. Yeah, it's exciting, <laughs> but as you see, you, you, you like I said, you were you were you you were just so gravitated to to how I was able to go to the next level and how I was able to you know just see all these things, and so mm-hmm. that's what really sparked me to even think about this because, like I said, I forgot. Yeah. The only thing that I can sit here and I started telling you to do is what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. but this is where I started. Wow. Yeah. This is this is what changed the thing. So. Um, you know, like I said, you know, once you have, once you have those things removed, uh, you got to fill it with so much more, you know? And so once you start filling those character defects with character strengths, that's when the beast mode comes in because you got to be careful what you ask for. Give me persistence. (laughs) Give me courage. Well, guess what you're going to be doing? You're going to be doing some uncomfortable shit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and you're going to be looking forward to it. Step eight. 
make a list of all the persons we have harmed and become willing to make amends with them all. This is usually the, the, uh, the, wait, wait, hold on a second. Yeah. Okay. So this is usually the same list of, you know, where you do your, uh, you know, where, you, where you're doing your inventory and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, but the people that are involved, <laughs> the people that were involved with those things that you were doing that were fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, some are more, you know, clear than others. Uh, we always forget ourselves in this list, though. I was just thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. Because I'm, oh, but yeah, that was the first person I was thinking about apologizing to. Yeah. In all honesty, because yeah. it goes back to you saying you high five yourself in the yes. mirror. Yes. <laughs> yes. So it's like you have to really. But here's the thing, though. Slow down. Yeah. Because this is just a list. Mm. It's just a list of people. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Just yeah. gather. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, 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 yeah. So, you just yeah. said check an inventory. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you can go back to your inventory and just start, you know, listing all the people that you had harmed during this thing. I stole $5 here to go get some weed. I, you know, lied to so-and-so about this. Um, all those little things, you know, um, you know, like I said, hurting yourself, mm-hmm. lying to yourself, denying yourself. Uh, things that you know uh, that you know and and you're you're also asking for the willingness Mm -hmm. to make amends because once you start to make that willingness you will start to see the opportunities open up and so this is where you know once again how all these you see all these are connected right so you have to have this stuff in order in order to be able to go to that to that to that level yeah number nine Make direct amends to such people whenever possible, except when doing so would injure them or others. Okay. For example, when I took you over to Victoria's to confront her husband when she was pregnant with my kid. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) That could have caused some injury. Man. (laughs) That could have caused some injury, but um, that's how serious and real that shit is. Yeah. You have got to be able to own up to the mistakes. And if anybody is listening to this, I know you are thinking that motherfucker didn't make amends to me. He hasn't called me. He hasn't done this. And he hasn't done that. <laughs> Fuck that. And it's true because this is an ongoing process. And if I'm not right in my head and I go and I tried it, because let me tell you this, the first amends I made, uh, they let me have it. You know what I mean? They told me all the fucked up shit I did and everything like that. But I had to go and I had to make another one and then another one. And then it started to become addictive because I was like, I start feeling better about myself and clearing the air. I could Mm -hmm. walk down the street and if I saw somebody I had harmed before, we were cool now. Yeah. And you want to talk about sleeping better at night. It was like, you know, the people that I owed money to, you know, Uh, and then there's things where I couldn't do. Uh, I stole liquor from from Gallery Bistro. Well, the restaurant's closed now. Yeah. Well, I called up Peter and um, I told him what I did, and he offered me a job at uh, <laughs> uh, at the Avia. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And so, so, so it becomes. But my point is, is like, yeah, there's people that I have not made amends to, and 
there's reasons why I can't at this time because it may cause a relapse. It may open up some sore wounds. There mm-hmm. hasn't been enough time to heal yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to get more stuff together in order to provide the correct amends to match the harm that has been done. Wow. That doesn't mean that I've forgotten about them. Yeah. But I'm not going to sit here and, and go empty-handed without something to offer and right my wrongs. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's building your armor. It's, yeah. Well, um, not yeah. necessarily building your armor, but replacing the soda with juice. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, you have to start making your amends. I don't know if you remember or not, but... I did, you know, I text you last night about how the Houston thing still fucks with me. But, um, oh my gosh. But yeah. that was so, oh my gosh. And I didn't want to, like, not, not yeah. say anything, but that was so heavy because it was like, how do I, like, do I say, like, oh, okay, I forgive you? Or oh, I asked I for just... your forgiveness before. Yeah, and yeah. I know. And yeah. it's like, I do. And yeah. I never thought anything, like, deep about it. Right. Or I never, like, that was, like, a solid, like, mm-hmm. I know. Yeah. And I'm not mad. Or I, like, truly forgive you. But then once it was said, I was like, damn. Like, yeah. That, like, that's some heavy shit. <laughs> that is some heavy shit. And I was like, I didn't realize, like, how much things like that don't affect just me. Yeah. I'm like, that's just, wow. Like, yeah. that's why I just, I don't know. I didn't want to not say anything, but I'm like, no. I wasn't waiting for, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't waiting for a response. Exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. how I know you. Cause yeah. I know if you needed a response, if you like, yeah. if you were that person that needed something, I would have definitely given it to you in that moment. Right. Right. But with that being said, I was just like, I was even like talking to Tyler about that. I was like, Oh my God. Like, I don't know. Like that just threw me for a loop. Cause I was like, I never thought that we were going to even talk about me like saying, Oh dad, like I never thought that we were going to talk about me saying what I said about you and how you were like, just the shit to me because (laughs) I just thought like that was just another thing. But when you came with that, I was just like, when I came with what? You know, like I know, but uh, oh, you gonna put I know, it on I here know. Now? My bad, my bad, y'all. My bad, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like yeah, but like know. basically, when it was the impo- apology that I never thought I would get, in a yeah. sense, uh, I was like, like I'm lost for words. <laughs> like I really wasn't expecting this, but it wasn't like. I don't know. Okay, so yes, whenever I was younger, it was like, okay, yeah. It, I felt like that was something I needed to help me grow and heal it to the stage that I am now. But being that I am where I am now, and I'm still young, and I'm still fresh, learning myself, under, like pe- peeling back my, not necessarily yes. peeling back my scabs, no, but layers, like, layers. <laughs> yeah. yes, yes, like yeah. exposing, like, mm-hmm. and learning myself. I was like, I don't know, like, maybe I do need that. Maybe I did, like, I probably do need that somewhere, but I don't know where. But being that I got that, I don't even know what to do with it right now. (laughs) And that's that's, exactly where it's at. I'm like, wow, like, I just, I don't know. So, for the record, I do forgive you, and I do love you, and I'm so glad that you acknowledge it. But I never thought that you would acknowledge it because I didn't think that it hit you the way it hit me. 
basically. Oh man, no, yeah, you yeah. know, I mean, you know, it makes a it makes a father feel helpless. You know, it makes a father doubt. You know, his even his existence. Like, why am I here if I can't even protect my daughter? Yeah. You know, and so that guilt and shame. Well, what do I do to ease it? Sex, drugs, whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't try to. So that's why these steps are necessary because those things prevent the relapse from happening, and that's how. <laughs> man and i told myself i wasn't gonna get on here and get all emotional you know i was like i'm prepared <laughs> why not man why <laughs> not God, this yeah. is it's cleansing that's, yeah that's why um we're the dopest father-daughter duo man <laughs> fucking google that shit and get off my dick <laughs> oh my God. ain't nobody doper than this anyway yeah. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you're so goofy oh my gosh you are so cute anyways that's why what oh I was just gonna you know sometimes it's just needed sometimes it, I mean I was just gonna say that's why I didn't know like I knew while I was crying, I felt overwhelmed with emotion and stuff like that last time, but I didn't know I needed that cry until it happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't know, like, hanging out with you, like, I didn't know I needed this. Like, <laughs> what? How do you know, Dad? How do you know? <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, let's see here. So, yes, um, number nine has been known to be the most difficult uh, of the steps. Because, um, uh, you know, you have to confront, you know, your past, so to speak, in person. And you have to, you want to talk about being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. You have to tell them what you did. You know what I'm saying? Whether mm -hmm. they know it or not. As long as it doesn't cause harm. Yeah. You know, or injury to them or others. You know, like if you go and you cheated, you know, with a married man. And, you know, you say it in front of the wife and the wife shoots the dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you have to take that shit into consideration. And and that's when, you know, it helps to have a sponsor. It helps to have, you know, someone because you're doing all this. Not you're not doing this by yourself. Mm -hmm. You're working through the, this through your head, but you do not do this by yourself. You have to do this with somebody. Um, so basically, your brain is going to try to protect you. And make you seem like, you know, what you did wasn't really that bad mm -hmm. and that it was actually their fault to begin with. But if you are a participant, whether you're the victim or the instigator, mm -hmm. you are involved and you have to acknowledge that. So that is that is that's the step that makes, you know, people. Uh, and, you know, once again, if you have any doubts or if you can't do it, that means that you don't have enough faith in your God. So you have to go back and start, you know, reevaluating the God that you're going to turn all this stuff over to. You have to go back and uh, make sure that your inventory is fearless. Wow. You know, so so if you can't go past nine or if you can't do nine, you have to go back and see <clears throat> where it is. Because in all honesty, man, once I started doing nine, you know, I was ready. And like I said, it's still not over. Mm -hmm. um, number 10 continue to take personal inventory and when we're wrong promptly admit it so once you do nine uh that that behavior is still there 
Mm-hmm. You don't have to be using drugs. You don't have to be watching porn. You don't have to be on your phone. But what happens when you're going through withdrawals and you're agitated? You don't feel like dealing with somebody. And then your cousin's coming over or the baby's crying and you fucking lash out at them. Yeah. You know, that's when you have to be like, look, you know, I've, I've, I've really been triggered. And, you know, you have to acknowledge the trigger. You have to apologize and you have to make an amends, mm-hmm. you know. Can I take you guys out to eat? Can we go get some Hennessy? Can we go get a shake? You know, whatever. <laughs> a shake. <laughs> you know. Oh my god. <laughs> let me let me try to write these wrong. Oh. So 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 you know that's when journaling actually helps with this. Uh, you I, for a while there I had a personal uh, journal for my inventory. So throughout the day mm-hmm. it would it would take me twenty four hours. You know, I wasn't as good as as admitting because I'm like, nah, that motherfucker was wrong. You know, they came <laughs> at me. So then once you start journaling and you start writing everything down, um, you know, I would go back the next day and I would apologize to people. And here's the thing about that is um number ten and specifically is uh that's all it is. I'm not trying to make an amends with you. If I lash out, you know, if I have a coworker and he doesn't know my past, mm-hmm. because this this has happened, and it's happened with these privileged people that can't admit that they're not fucked up. But anyways, my point is, is that I apologize for my behavior. So anytime that they act like a coward or anytime they act like an asshole, I can't change that. Mm-hmm. But I have to make it right that I won't react to them that way. You see what I'm saying? That stops the cycle. Yeah. So if I'm dealing with someone who's always snitching, you know, I'm not going to be like, man, fuck that dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I still have to work with them, but basically I'm not confessing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just like, so acknowledging it and admitting it, you know, um, and to them and saying, hey, man, you know, when I, you know, stepped to you and I was aggressive and everything like that, you know, uh, you can ask them for forgiveness it wasn't that serious with me, but I told them that, you know, I apologize for my behavior. And so once they, you know, stuck out their hand and wanted to shake it, well, if you're sticking out your hand, then you have to admit your part in this. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. if you're not willing to admit your part in this, then I'm not willing to shake your hand. I'm just apologizing for my part in it. Yeah. So my hand's extended, mm-hmm. but we're not going to meet halfway because basically what you're saying is, I know you were wrong and I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. Mm. you see that's a little complex but it's what i've discovered when i've tried to make amends with people after i've my behavior was uh that of a raging alcoholic or i was as petty as an addict or i tried to hit on somebody's wife like a sex addict Mm -hmm. i'm like man i apologize for my behavior yeah but you know if you're like oh well you know she's gonna get slutty drunk again then you know I'm like, hey, okay, then next time I'm leaving. You know what I mean? That next time, so so it's like I have to control my behavior. Once again, going to the serenity prayer. I can't control anybody that's going on. So if they don't apologize, at least I know where they stand. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. But me acknowledging it instead of, that's, that's, see, that's what's stopping you from uh, walking on eggshells now. Because you're acknowledging it, you're apologizing for your behavior, you know, and then they can either decide on, you know what? I didn't realize that was a trigger for you. Or you know what? This is my house. <laughs> you know? And so yeah. that way you know. So so that's so that's a part of it. Once again, building this 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 character that 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 I am. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, I still apologize for myself and my behavior, even though they may not. So it, it actually goes in a positive way, too, because I started saying, telling people I love them not to hear it back. Yes. Okay. Because because it's just kind of like I go down this path and all of a sudden, you know, I'm just like, man, I just called to say I love you. You know, and it's just like, oh, I love you too. And it's like, once again, I gloss over it because that was not my point. You know what I mean? I hate to do that. And since you called me out on it, I'm going to start, you know, saying yes or something. But it's like, I'm so focused on this. You know what I mean? I'm so focused on this that I have to take care of this and, you know, reap the rewards of it. You know what I mean? But okay. it's, it's, it's not it's not about the rewards for me. It's about staying sober. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like, hey, you know, I just called to say I love you. You know, I was thinking about your laugh. That podcast killed it the other day with the dopest. <laughs> Google that shit. Whatever. Email <laughs> <Google> me. <that> <laughs> shit. <laughs> email me. One Mike Dwight Gmail. If you got anybody that's more doper than this father daughter duo, man, get the fuck out of here. You're, you're lying to yourself. Put your up, man. I wish they would. I wish they would. <laughs> They got like a little six-year-old girl talking about daddy, man. <laughs> boom, boom, pew, pew. Well, whatever. <laughs> we boom, 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 boom. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, so it's not even fair. It's not even fair. We're grown. You know what I mean? We're grown. <laughs> Shit. Been in this. <laughs> Been in this for a minute. <laughs> so, so we're already here to 11. And this is uh, where you catch me at a lot of times now. Uh, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as our understanding, praying only for knowledge of her will for us and the power to carry that out. So um, that's one of the things that, you know, unconsciously I developed praying over my food. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I had to have something that rhymed. <laughs> you know? yeah. But as you know, it's uh, dear God, thank you for this meal. Please help and nourish my body, my mind, my spirit to give me strength to do your will. Okay. And so, uh, you know, with that being said, and of course, you know, when I'm not cooking, then it's bless the hands and, and that, that prepared this meal. <laughs> so on and so on and so on. Yeah. So anyways, uh, and, and then, you know, of course, I pray, you know, at night. Uh, when I get up in the morning or whatever I get up, you know, I thank God for putting breath in my lungs. Uh, so I'm probably at a prayer, you know, four to five times a day. Okay. Um, you know, if you know, I'm sure you've noticed I talk about God more without, without (laughs) any reservation. Um, and so that's a part of it. Uh, we've meditated together. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Which think about that once again, father, daughter plays, (laughs) You and Jazz are the only two allowed in the kitchen while I'm cooking. Oh, my God. We meditate together. We haven't smoked or drank. No. You see what no. I'm saying? We've exercised <laughs> together. Yeah. So so it's just all good. It's all good. But what I'm saying is, is that, you know, um, I've told you this before. Prayer is, is when you talk to God. Meditating is when you listen. And um, <clears throat> you ask me what I think about now when I meditate since I've been in the game and I, I do it 20 minutes a day now. Man. And uh, it's just basically, it's just a muscle now. It's it's a breathing muscle that that teaches me to to not react to circumstances as they come my way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I slow things down and I always think of Nino 
uh, Neo, you know, in the Matrix when the bullets come at him and he slows <laughs> yeah. him down. Because to me, that's the temptation, that's the addiction, that's the triggers. Mm-hmm. Those are the triggers. Get the bullet. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so those are things. So when he puts his hands up, uh, that's when he takes a breath. Mm-hmm. And he can, like, think about, well, if I say this, that's going to hurt their feelings. But then what do I get out of it? Or if I do this, you know, that's going to cause this people to stop. But are they going to really learn something? So I have time to not even dodge the bullets. I might even take a bullet just to show somebody how they hurt me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's what it's about, you know, it, it's some, sometimes. Um, and so once again, that's about making your 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 enemies your allies, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um. So, so with that, you know, prayer and meditation, you know, that's where I'm at. And then, of course, step 12, having had a spiritual awakening and the result of these steps, we try to carry out this message. And, you know, of course, with alcoholics, it's the message of alcohol. With drugs, it's the message of drugs mm-hmm. and with sex, so, so on and so on. So I say this message and to practice these principles in all our affairs. So, um, you know, I, I I really don't sponsor anybody with AA or mm-hmm. or NA or SA, um, but I do volunteer work. Uh, I do community service, and um, I'm a part of my neighborhood, and I'm just involved socially with so many people. Uh, I don't, you know, I, I can go to a bar and I don't sit here and condemn people. I don't condemn porn, drugs, alcohol, porn, all that stuff to me. It's just in existence. You know, I acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. What you do with it determines if it's good or bad. Yeah. So I'm not going to sit here and talk to somebody who has a couple of drinks and tell them that they got a problem and slap the drink out their hand. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Alcohol's the devil, you know? <laughs> now, with that being said, I truly believe that porn has no value. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I believe that if anything, it... it creates a lesser than worthiness especially on how it's produced and everything like that uh but with that being said um the 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 evolution of of porn and technology is amazing so if i could think of so the blueprint itself so if i could think of something other than sex and the exploitation of it and and insert that you know that's always changing and it has a niche for everything yeah Man. Yeah, I remember you, you telling me this. Okay, so so see it's like it's like so so just because I don't agree with just because I don't agree with Donald Trump doesn't mean I don't want to learn, you know, his techniques and his ways. That's what I'm saying. I'm never going to throw away the horse just because I don't like the saddle. Even with this what you're doing, this whole podcast and everything that we're talking about now, even if you're not an addict or anything specific, you can take the method yes. and apply it to different like it's almost like an equation and you're just switching out the variables, putting in the different numbers or whatever that the case may be. To you. Exactly. And then getting the result, getting the outcome, getting the equal sign. Like mm-hmm. that's basically I feel like that's the main thing that we've uh that you're that you've addressed in this whole podcast, like just switch out the variables with yes. whatever it right. with whatever it is. Just yeah. you take the equation in different scenarios. Oh, 
God, I feel like this is an acid trip. Oh my gosh. Because you know how like everything's connected and everything's yeah. making sense right now. It's mm-hmm. so crazy. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> it's just about the different equations of life and yeah. all that stuff. Just taking each equation and just switching it out. And like you said, with everything that fits with you and get the outcome that you want or that you actually need. Cause that's the thing. There mm-hmm. are basic principles in life. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like when we were talking about <laughs> gravity, you know, if you sit here and you want to learn how to fly, you base it on the principles of gravity. Yeah. You don't sit here and decide that you want to jump from a 15 story building and think that you can fly. Yeah. You start from the ground and you fall on your face. And then you just, you develop wings and then you just develop all these things based on the principles of gravity. So to sit here and say that gravity doesn't apply to me because I'm a transsexual or because I'm gay or because I'm white, you know, no. So, Mm -hmm. so these are the things, these 12 steps, these apply to anybody, Mm -hmm. whether you're an alcoholic, whether you're an addict, if you want to improve your life, Mm -hmm. they apply. I've been accused of, of, you know, speaking in haikus and riddles, (laughs) you know, uh, oh, you're, you're enlightened ego and all this other bullshit. But basically that's why I don't want to hear everybody's whole story because it's like, I speak in abstract so you can apply it to yourself. And I feel like there's people who say that about you, but then there's people like me and I take what you say and I'm like, you're simply, you're simplifying everything that I'm saying. Like, this is so crazy. Like, I don't think there's any like little special message read between the lines. Like, it's so simple, but for people who are blinded, for people who are distracted, for people who are currently going through whatever they're going through and they're mm-hmm. not ready to like rip the bandaid off and do the scabs, dad. Yes. Oh my gosh, if they're not ready to do the scabs, they're, not ready. they're yeah. not ready to go through the layers. It yeah. seems like it's haikus. It seems like it's little messages and well, all that stuff. And I think it's also a lot of self-centeredness because they're like, why are you not telling me what I need to do because you know me? And the thing of it is, is when I do that, then they think I'm attacking them. This is what we were talking about last time. It's like somebody getting hit in the head and then they get numb to it. Yeah. So then it's like, hey, you're getting yeah. hit in the head. Are you okay? And yeah. like all of a sudden, oh my God, I got a headache. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm getting hit in the head. Like mm-hmm. what? Why would you say that? Yes. Oh my God. And then it's just kind of like, <laughs> oh my God. well, now you hear me. You know? Yeah. You've been told this so many times mm. and then, you know, people don't like the way I deliver it. And yeah. it's just like, well, that's because you haven't heard the message. The message has always been there. Mm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's always been there. Exactly. You know, especially for me. Like I said, <laughs> first DWI. Oh man, that cop was racist. <laughs> Second DWI. Oh well, that was in Houston. Yeah. You know, that's 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 a whole nother zip code. That's a whole nother state. <laughs> Third DWI. Man, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. I don't want to get hit in the head no more. I don't want to get hit in the head anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So anyways, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that was the beginning of, of my self-care and my self-improvement, my self-love, my self-discipline, uh, being selfish. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I strongly encourage everybody to, uh, take these steps seriously, uh, get a sponsor, get somebody not, not a friend. Not, don't skip steps. Don't you skip. can't skip steps. It's not. Yeah, yeah you can't. Skip it's not steps. about finishing. <laughs> You'll never finish. Yeah, you will never finish. 
And that's the great thing about this mm-hmm. is that you will find so many ways to implement it in your life for so many different situations. If it wasn't for me going through AA and alcohol, then I probably, because I even, I even told my sister, I said, I am not doing this for sex. I was mm-hmm. like, absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, do not take sex away from me. <laughs> and then I was like, man, fuck. <laughs> like literally, fuck. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no more. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you know, and that's part of the letting go of who you were to, to hold on to who you're going to become or to reach for who you're going to become. Um, and if you really think about it, if you really think about the uncertainties, and this is one of the things I thought about is how much people like you and I, we thrive during uncertainty, during the pandemic, during the shutdown. Mm -hmm. Um, we actually did, we were, we were able to, to be around the people that, that supported us and that helped us through it. Mm -hmm. And so I think that should be a testament. I know a lot of people did not make it through. And I know a lot of people who, uh, who were at my meetings who ended up relapsing and ended up dead. Um, I know people who were just starting out before they even got to these steps and they didn't make it either. Mm -hmm. And, um, those, those are such unfortunates and those are the ones that I actually learned from. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I won't let someone's death go unhonored and um, and it's not like, you know, this, this, all oh, that sucks or better them than me. It's just kind of like, whoa, that could have been me exactly. if I wasn't taking this shit seriously. And that's another thing that I want to step, uh, excuse me, talk about real quick is that this, this, these steps, if you do put 50% in, you will only get 50% of the results mm-hmm. plus a relapse. Um, so, and those are lessons. I mean, I'm not trying to discourage anybody, but this is something that you can actually gauge. If you don't, you, you know who you're honest with, you, you know, when you're 100% honest with yourself. So if you sit here and you're telling me, or you email me, and you're like, Dwight, I did this, you know, 100% and I still did this and I still did that. I'm like, so what, you want your money back? Go and reevaluate it. Each step. There's, there's, there's a, yeah, there's a, <laughs> not there's, just one part. Yeah, <laughs> the, you know, maybe you didn't do number nine as as thoroughly as you should have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just kind of like that's just the thing. So just be honest with yourself and know, you know, what you want is better, no matter how much it hurts. And so once you go, once you walk over those hot coals. And you end up over on the other side. You are so glad. And then the people (laughs) that are there waiting for you on the other side. Mm -hmm. So you're sitting here and you know, you're going through these other steps and you're letting go of all this stuff. And you're afraid of the friends that you might, that you might let go of. But then you realize that they are like right behind you. They wanted to see you walk first. Yeah. And then you turn around and you see them walking now, you know, so you, you, you just got to look forward. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't go through life looking in the rear view mirror. You're going to crash. You can't be in the past. You can't worry about. So that's just the thing. You, I already told you, I was willing to let you go. I was willing to let anybody go for my sobriety. And the thing of it is, is that I actually became a better parent because of that. I became a better lover. I became a better brother. I became a better uncle because of the steps that I'm always trying to be better. So my success is your success. And your success is a reflection of my success. <laughs> yeah. You know, 
And just like your failures, you know what I mean? It's like, if you ever fail, you know, I'm not taking responsibility for your failure, but I'm like, what can I do? What kind of example can I set for her in order to be better? Mm -hmm. And not to mention that failure is just nothing but a lesson, you know, just something that you try your first time or whatever. Yeah. So, so failure is good. Failure means you're trying something. (laughs) So, so try these steps. I encourage everyone to try these steps that's listening and um, let me know how it goes. You know, email me at one Mike Dwight gmail.com and let me know how it goes. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, no. Once again, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this conversation. Yes. <laughs> I was. I did not want to let you go the last time. So that's why I didn't even say you're welcome. I was just like, nah, this conversation ain't over. But you know what? That's the thing is that, you know, a masterpiece is never finished. You see that sorry ass wow. lonely present over there underneath the tree? <laughs> That's that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I see it over here. Poorly, poorly wrapped. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. You get you get me a present. You got you got some. That's your present. Oh, that's my present. Yeah. You don't you don't have a present for me. I'm working on your present. You don't love me. <laughs> what? Love you. I love everybody listening. Thank you. Uh, we're gonna keep it going to the new year. Happy yeah, holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, I needed this. You you are an inspiration. You are a light, Dalen Jones. Thank you oh, so much. Wow. <laughs> Thank you, Dad. I love you. All right. Peace. Peace. What am I? Boom 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 boom. Oh, boom, you see boom, some silent boom. night out of here. What? What's up? Oh man. One blow. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright, round young virgin, mother and child. One mic. 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 One mic.